Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Uh, We are going to help everybody out today. If you are somebody that's going through a lot of stress, maybe it's due to something happening in your life, maybe it's a, a medical diagnosis, or maybe just have challenges coping with things, feeling positive, or just you feel disconnected right now. We've got help for that. Like basically the GPS to a better life. And that's courtesy of somebody who is a integrated mental health specialist. She is the founder and the CEO of Empowered Wellness Coaching. And she's Carolyn Trasco. And she joins us now on the program. Carolyn, welcome. How are you? Oh, thanks so much. I am well. Thank you for having me. Great to have you with us. And there's so much to talk about in terms of what you offer to help people just feel better. And there's so much, I'm hearing more and more people dealing with stress, anxiety, depression, chronic negativity. They're just stuck. They they don't know where to go or where to turn. I'm hearing that in my circles. Are you hearing the same thing? Oh, absolutely. And I would say that that was true before COVID, but Mm. as we say, kind of in our post-COVID existence in this world that we live in now, everything has been exponentiated. So there's so much more stress. There's so much more anxiety and depression. I think I always try to look from like traditional Chinese medicine, that yin and the yang, the positive and negative. The positive of this is that we are able to get just a little bit more comfortable more and more talking about this kind of stuff. And that's why to me, I really feel honored just to be able to have this opportunity to share this information with more people because That's what I've been doing over the last 30-plus years of my career. I try to say to people, look, I know so many people out there might feel alone. They definitely feel stuck. They're completely overwhelmed. I think it's great that we have access to all this technology and information, but a lot of people that find me, they'll say, to be honest, I'm so overwhelmed with all this information. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do with all this stuff. And, you know, so I try to be of service in that way to the people that I, you know, care for. And coming up, we're going to talk about your roadmap to feeling better. But even before we go there, I'm curious, what has, what happened with COVID? Why did that elevate? Because COVID, it, it, it's still around. It's actually escalating a little bit, but it's nothing like it was in 2020 and 21. But why did that leave us with even more stress, anxiety, and depression? Mm. Well, From my own personal experience, like I say to everyone, there are no textbooks for this, right? All the textbooks, et cetera, will be written as a result of all of us having lived it together live. So if I use that example of a roadmap, in truth, there was no roadmap. And what COVID did on multiple levels, so I say to people, first, just think about yourself, because that's the easiest thing for us to focus on. Think about how COVID might have affected you personally. Mm. Perhaps you got sick with the virus yourself. Perhaps you know someone that you cared about or a loved one that got sick. You might have even lost people as a result of illness. But then think about some of the other things that happened. For a specific and significant period of time, like our whole social calendars were wiped out. People's job environments may be changed. Everything went into this virtual world. So there were so many people that didn't know what is a Zoom meeting. Now I would say everyone understands how to be virtual. 
And I say to people, think about how just an experience like a tiny virus could affect humanity to this degree on levels that are still unfolding. And so for me, integrative mental health is all about having this perspective of the intersection of where your mental health, your gut health, and your immune health really come together. And COVID really epitomizes that because it actually impacts the immune system, but it also impacted ourselves psychologically, socially, emotionally, financially, physically, spiritually. And even for those out there who might be like me and kind of geek out about science and DNA, like we're also realizing that COVID is changing the tales of our own DNA and that it will impact future generations in ways that we don't entirely know. So it's really all about these transitions, the stress of the unknown, things that we're not in control of, and how do we manage that? It depends on many things, not only our own level of resilience and our stress response, but also our earlier life experiences kind of uh, set us up, if you will, uh, in how we deal with this even when we're no longer children. Mm. You know, it was almost a rhetorical question that I just asked, and when you when you described everything in terms of let's think back to what you experienced during that covid period mm-hmm. now i get it because you know i could take a pen out and start writing down everything that happened during that one year period and omg no wonder <laughs> and that's just me you know i can imagine right. some of the other things that people went through so yeah definitely impactful but i think a lot of us, um, I think it was off my radar until you just mentioned that because we just become desensitized because we just don't want to deal with it and think about all that stuff that went on because there wasn't a lot of positivity going on during that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, what I love, too, is that that is also something that is naturally built into our survival brain. Hmm. So I explained to people my model of integrative mental health really captures a number of different fields and philosophies, perspectives, obviously that include psychology, but also neuroscience. And this is that piece of like where our brain and brain anatomy really comes in. So in our survival brain, we have this fight, flight, freeze, and submit. And believe it or not, there are aspects of ourselves as an organism that are constantly working to help us to survive. But sometimes Things get a little wonky in our wiring, and it becomes what we call, like in psychology, that self-sabotage pattern. And, and then sometimes we just become like what I call like a bunch of floating heads, right? We're totally disconnected from our body. And I think that's where my training in mind-body medicine, like, yes, people, we need our mind. We desperately do. It's, honestly, it's our neocortex that separates us out from all the other higher-order mammals. However, we really, really, really need our body, too, because that's where we feel our experiences. So I say to people, let's find out how to help you get to have better mind, body, brain, spirit alignment, because to me, it is a key. It's the path to overall health and wellness on all these levels to increase our vitality, even just like what we say in energy medicine, to help us be the highest and best version of ourselves at any given moment. I want to circle back to something you said a moment ago, Carolyn, or at least my interpretation of it. Is it a bad thing 
if we desensitize, because I, I honestly, in the last three years, a new journey for me, lots going on, a lot of changes. And I've gotten to the point where things used to bother me or I'd just be stressed out over it, like, oh, I can't believe I got to deal with that. Now it's just like, ah, here we go. Just keep going. No problem. Go around it. Go over it. Um, but I find myself shutting it off, like, and not to the point where it's, you know, dangerous that you're internalizing. You're not, you know, not externalizing it. You're internalizing it. But it's just I don't let things. I let it roll off my shoulder now. Is that a bad thing for us to do? No. In fact, being able to do that deeper dive in that in our own self awareness, recognizing that becoming desensitized to something, everything has that positive and negative. There's a difference in my experience from being desensitized versus numb, right? Mm. So being desensitized in the way you explained it is, no, I'm mindfully aware of things that maybe used to stress me out a lot before, but now I've tapped into better stress resiliency, better coping, and as a result, I can allow things to roll off my back better, that like being the proverbial duck versus being numb and disconnected. And recognizing that one of the things that is incredible about ourselves as humans, as higher order mammal organisms, is that we can, and in fact we do, create new set points. So stress is actually necessary for performance. Mm. Like I say to people, hey, I'm stretching outside of my comfort zone even having this conversation with you, like putting myself out there that way as a practitioner. But I deeply, deeply believe in this medicine and the things that I've been learning over the last 30-something years and what I'm trying to do to live this medicine. So in terms of my own internal physiological stress response, I need to be just a little stressed to have what we call good performance. But then there's always a fine line in every one of us where that good stress what we call you stress, EU, and then the word stress, it becomes negative stress. And what we're all doing is trying to better understand where's my negative stress point? Because what we recognize is that if we are stuck too much in a negative stress cycle, especially for too long, that's what starts to show up as issues in our mental health and issues in our medical health. And then, of course, that then rolls out into issues in our relationships, et cetera. So you can, like, kind of hear and see how that, that direction goes. And so part of it is realizing, okay, wait, let me do, let me learn how to do this internal check-in with myself. Like, yeah, let me give myself a stress barometer. How's my stress doing right now kind of thing. And then being able to have the tools and what I call the people, places, and things, right, uh, that can help support us to just be that highest and best version of ourselves. How do we know when that stress is not good? How do we, you know, you just said there was a barometer for it where we can kind of kind of gauge it, but how do you know you're at the point where, and I totally agree with you in terms of the, let's say, anxiety that um, fuels us. Uh, mm-hmm. It just it motivates us a little bit. Like, for example, if you were speaking to an audience, let's say, or a bunch of people, not many of us like doing that. It's like one of the top three things that we all fear. But mm-hmm. if you didn't have that little bit of anxiety, you might not deliver as well as you, you could because you'd just be kind of flat. So it's just, you know, right. it's a little bit of fuel in the tank. But how do you yeah. know you're at the point where it's like, all right, wait, this, you know, I, I've, got, I've got 
I'm at the level where we have a problem. Sure. So I say to people, once you recognize your own, like, fight, flight, freeze, and submit, those are like the aspects of our survival selves, we all need a little bit of fight self. Like, I say to people, first and foremost, all emotions are welcome because all feelings are actually part of the normal human experience, the normal human condition, and that includes anxiety and depression. But it depends to what degree does it tip my scale personally. So am I finding, for instance, that I cannot stop my thinking mind from ruminating thinking or obsessive thinking, worry, to the point where I'm not really able to be present in a conversation with someone, or it's affecting my job performance, or my sleep, or for some people it comes through in their physical body. Do I have a lot of significant symptoms that nothing is seeming to help and that it might be even chronic pain, right? And so what I say to people is just begin to get to know yourself, which does mean you have to use that mindful awareness. We have to slow ourselves down in our super fast-paced world, and we have to just know, okay, well, how is my physical body doing today? Like, I teach people how to do what we call body scan meditations, and lots of people can learn, which is great. Like, there's all kinds of people out there that are showing you how to do this kind of stuff. And I always say to people, the things that I am offering to people are not prescriptions. They are suggestions. They're offerings because we each, from an energy medicine standpoint, have our own vibration. And so I'm, I know lots and lots of tools. Clients are also always sharing lots and lots of tools with me. And I try some of them on for size for myself and then figure out, hey, how did this work? Is there certain situations, scenarios where these work best? But then I invite my clients to try some of the things on for size for themselves because everyone's vibration is different and yours matters. And so I look at it as in honoring the people that I serve, it's, it's about me saying, hey, there is not necessarily any one specific, what we call right road. It's really about figuring out what are the roads that help you be able to connect with like what we call your mission. Because in energy medicine, we hold this belief that every one of us souls chose this mission, signed a contract at the moment of our inception that we have a purpose. And everyone has a purpose. And so it's about helping people figure out, okay, what do you need to heal? What unresolved emotional traumas? Even, like you said on the intro, even medical diagnoses are traumatizing. Even maybe the impact of post-COVID world for you is still somewhat traumatizing for some people. Like, how do we help you heal that and clear that so that you can just connect to your purpose? Hmm. I love the fact that you're into energy. Mm-hmm. Because that's everything, and many of us, yeah. many of us haven't figured that out yet. I wish I did a long I time know, right? ago. <laughs> me too. Me uh, too. Believe me, I wish I figured it out a long time ago too. Oh my gosh! It was like fifteen plus years ago. I was exposed to it in terms of helping to market metaphysical websites and things like that. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I skimmed the surface, but I never dove in until the last couple of years. And once I did, it's like, whoa, okay, this is what's going on. Hmm. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and helpful, too, at the same time. Yes. So yes. you are a licensed clinical social worker, PhD, and you're mm-hmm. a specialist in integrative mental health. 
What is that? What is integrative medicine and also integrative mental health medicine? So what I would just say in a nutshell is that obviously integrative medicine looks at the combination between Western allopathic medicine, so that's the medicine here in the U.S., in our country, that's the model, and other world medicine. So for instance, my PhD is actually in mind-body medicine with a specialization in integrative mental health. And so what that means is I've had doctoral level training in traditional Chinese medicine as well as Ayurvedic medicine. And then over the last six plus years postdoc, I've also gotten additional training in indigenous culture medicine. And what I say to people about other world medicine, so that's TCM, Ayurveda, indigenous tribal medicine, they never separated out mind, body, and spirit in their medical models like we did here. So, for instance, 33 years ago, I started off in what I would call traditional psychotherapy, which means at the time, in early part of my career, believe it or not, the field of substance abuse and addiction and mental health were not even truly talking to each other 33 years ago. Now, today, there are people that are listening that are going, what? Are you serious? Thank goodness that has changed. What I realize in my own transformation as a practitioner is that now the time is really necessary. It's needed for us to be able to look at how we combine all of these medicines. So I see myself and I see integrative mental health is what I call the bridge between the world. So I take all of the years that I have of clinical training in psychology and in clinical social work, in psychodynamic psychotherapy, in somatic psychotherapy, and then I also weave it in to the other medicines that I have studied and learned. And that's why I've said to people, my model of integrative mental health literally contains components of mind, body, brain, and spirit. And spirit for me, so I say this transparently to people, for me, spirit encapsulates all the world's religions. I see it as an umbrella that all things fall under because I'm also a nationally certified healing touch practitioner, which is all about energy medicine. And just like you, I I say to myself, boy, why couldn't I have heard about this, known about this stuff like 30 years ago? But I also believe from that philosophy of energy medicine, it's all about divine right timing. And so I'm honoring that too, even maybe in my own challenges and my own frustrations. It's it, it's interesting that you blend all of it together um, because traditional doctors don't look at all of that. And when we talk about spirit, um, for me, you know, I try, I, I am religious to some extent, but it's mm-hmm. also it, spirituality goes much even deeper than that, um, mm-hmm. and it's whatever you want it to be. You know, I say the absolutely uni- the universe. There's a thing called the universe. It supports us, and, yeah. and and it wants the best for us. Then I have a friend who's very religious, and she'll say, "Well, who do you think created the universe?" And then, <laughs> then it turns into a you know a debate, a dialogue, and it's all good. There's no wrong answers whatsoever. Um, no, you have uh, a mini course that can help us find. A lot of things like why we can't seem to heal, why we're stuck in chronic illness. Can we talk about that real quick? Certainly. Yeah. And this is totally free, by the way. Yes. They just go to your website and get access mm-hmm. to this. And when we say mini course, is it a video? What is it? So it is. that It's segments of, that I've done in video format because I'm so aware. And this is, again, 
part of my own transformation in a post-COVID world. I have a hybrid practice. My physical brick-and-mortar office is located in, in southern Delaware. However, now, thanks to all the technology, um, I also have clients that are, you know, all around the country in terms of um, working on this from that integrative health and wellness coaching standpoint. So I've realized video really helps because it allows people to see my actual face, right, and hear me talking, which allows me to at least a little bit to feel like I can make a better connection with the person on the other side of the computer, if you will. Because remember, I've been around for a little while as a practitioner, so I like, I like to say to people, this is old school. I'm, I'm in old school meeting new school. And, uh, and so that's why I put the free course out there because for so many people, this is information that is not yet common knowledge, and I am very aware of that. They explained that to me when I graduated with my doctorate. They let me know that, look, as a group of people who have taken this deep step, um, you may be some of the first wave of people that are going to be talking about this kind of stuff, that are combining these things together uh, to help people. And so I know there's always that teacher inside of me, no matter what. When I was a little kid, I was used to play teacher all the time. And what I love is I get to be able to do that now. And that's where the, I guess, the heartfelt impetus for that uh, mini, that free mini course on my website came from. Like, it's a way for you to maybe hear some information, think about yourself, your life, your experiences, whether it's even the symptoms that you're dealing with, you know, because that's what we call them in Western medicine, right? Anxiety, depression, trauma, uh, chronic pain, all of those are symptoms. But I want to help people learn how to tap into the wisdom, the healing wisdom that's in their own body, because we all have a story we all have a story, but I want to teach you that even your symptoms have a story to tell you and can help you figure out what to do to, to heal. And I say to people, hey, I understand Western medicine. There's a difference between healing and curing, right? But I can honestly tell you, and I believe this deeply, and this is what keeps motivating me to do this more and more, to learn more and more. I have had the blessing to work with even people that have you know, end-stage cancer diagnosis in Western medicine has let them know we can no longer do anything else for you. But in, in their courage in taking this deeper dive into their own personalized self-care plan of mind, body, brain, spirit medicine, they've said things like, I actually feel the healthiest I've ever felt. Mm. Now, that's sacred to me. Like I say to people, this is more obviously than what I do for a living, right? This is truly who I am. And, and if there is some way that, um, you know, I'm able to help a person feel that, the healthiest they've ever felt, no matter what their medical or mental health diagnoses are, then I feel like, hey, I'm blessed, I'm, I'm grateful, deeply soul-filled grateful, and I can then look back and say, okay, life well lived. That's got to make you feel, beyond words, amazing. It, 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 I mean, like, it there aren't words like it does make me stutter because there are often times where I just say, okay, there, there aren't words for this. You know, it's bigger than that. And I know that this work is so much bigger than me. I am really just, I'm the conduit. I'm one of the conduits and I'm not the only conduit. And I'm grateful for that too, that we're all trying to do our part. Every person, you know, it goes back to that soul's purpose. Peace. I'm living my soul's purpose, so I'm grateful for that. 
uh, and and that's really where I'm at and what it's about. Well, finding your purpose is what the rest of us need to do. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think a lot of us haven't nailed that yet. And even just the the mini course, just to, yeah, what the appetite of uh, of everybody to learn a little bit more about the process. The one thing that stands out is even if you tried everything to try and heal, there are reasons why maybe it's not working or maybe not working the way you're doing it. Uh, if somebody wants to get access to this free mini course and uh, even just connect with you, have a conversation, mm-hmm. you, have, you offer a, a free consult? I do. I offer it usually as like about a free 20 to 30 minute. I offer it either by phone. I try to be really flexible, phone and or Zoom. If people want to have, you know, the, the ability to see me during that free consult. And I really use that as a way for people to hear a little bit more about the way I use this model and just for them to feel whether I'd be a good fit to help them on whatever part of their actual life path or life journey they're at. Sure. And it's a relationship like anything. Yeah. Got to make sure mm-hmm. that you're working very closely with somebody. It's got to be a right fit for you and whoever comes to you to heal. What's your website, Carolyn? So it's at empoweredwellnesscoaching.com. Empoweredwellnesscoaching.com, right? Yes. And there are actually, there are links right from the website if people want to schedule uh, you know, a direct link to my calendar to schedule that free discovery call as well. But you'll be able to access the free mini course there. And I'm always working on adding new things to my, my own website, even blogs and things like that. I also have started over the last few months of working on offering free uh, virtual webinars as well where I am live, I'm talking about, you know, doing more deeper dive into aspects of traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, uh, even some of the tribal medicine. And typically my style is I like to offer people information and education, right? I call it empowered wellness because I believe deeply knowledge is power. But also I like to lead people usually in some kind of an experience too. So my webinars usually include both of those things. To some degree, and a lot of and things, I, that and we, those are all free. And th- and thank you for that. A lot of things that we don't realize, even even issues with digestion, GI mm-hmm. issues, and all of that, can very often be connected to what you're going through in terms of your mind. It's not a it, we don't know that until we know that. Uh, oh, agreed. And I will say this: this is what I've found. Because remember, I started off in my own professional transformation coming from like that traditional mental health arena 30-something years ago, what I see, and I understand it, because I remember, I try to do the best I can to live this medicine too, I realize that for a lot of people to wrap their mind around the fact that their gut health is intricately linked to their emotional health, to their mental health, meaning even the thoughts they have, is really, really mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And and so I understand, and this is where, you know, this is why I love the teaching part of what I do. For a lot of people, they first need the information, then they need, and they need it, understandably, in small pieces. Not everyone's going to, like, geek out about it in the same way that I do. Uh, but by taking that information in, then they can look at, whoa, what might be some of the underlying root cause things that could be going on in my gut that could be maybe no one ever asked me, hey, do you maybe have certain symptoms that could 
really be signaling that you have underlying gut candida or fungal or other parasites or maybe mold exposure and really what your what your conscious mind is connecting to is just how anxious you are or how depressed you are and that you can't sleep or that you have inflammation in your body because we know inflammation is the key including by the way in depression and that is not something that we knew 40, 50 years ago. We now know this, and that's what's exciting. A lot of this stuff is very, very, very cutting edge. Well, if you need any any insight to back it up, you can have a conversation with my ulcer. Oh, well, and you know what? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I, what I can say to people is this. In my work, what I do is I have them tell me their symptoms. We do a little brief meditation where we do what we call ground ourselves Mm -hmm. and join our breath. And then I literally teach you for you how to talk to your ulcer. Now, granted, obviously, in all the medicines that I've practiced in, I'm going to get information from your ulcer during that intervention. But I say to people, this is all about teaching you how to do this for you. And so I say to people, okay, When I teach you how to get in contact, if you will, in conversation with your ulcer, these would be the three questions I would invite you to ask your ulcer. So they're the same three questions for everyone. What do you need me to know right now? How do you serve me? And what do I need to heal and transform this symptom? Because remember, every symptom has a story. And even if you're taking Western medicine and it's not fully healing the ulcer, it's possible that the deeper roots of whatever is ailing you are outside of the realm of that Western medicine piece. And we're, there are ways we're out of time, Carolyn. Uh, I oh. want to. I want to keep talking because this is fantastic. <laughs> and as I've learned it, and my ulcers, you know, it's all managed. It was. It was really bad. You know, seven years ago. Or so sure. Uh, but I, what I learned is your stomach has a brain. And, yes, it does. And it communicates with the the main brain. Uh, for another podcast. Uh, fantastic talking with you. The website is empoweredwellnesscoaching.com. Learned a lot today, and uh, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I'm deeply grateful, and I've really enjoyed the time together. Uh, same here, and I look forward next time we get a chance to get together. Same here. Take good care. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, We're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.